The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. Nothing beats a weekend away with the family in the great outdoors, whether it's camping, hiking, river rafting, or anything in between. With third-row seating, nobody is left out. The entire family can experience the thrill together, and nobody wants a dead phone. Available dual wireless charging pads make it so nobody gets stuck, and we can check our fantasy baseball teams together. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast from CBS Sports. Got a fantasy question? Email fantasybaseball at cbsi.com. Get ready to win your league. Where Here's Frank, Scott, Chris, and Adam. The World Series is set. After a ridiculously entertaining postseason, we wind up with the two best teams in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Welcome to a bonus edition of Fantasy Baseball today on Monday, October 19th. I am Frank Stanfield with a little gambling preview of the World Series, and I thought it made, made sense to bring back the man who actually predicted the World Series a month ago. He is statistical analyst for CBS and handicapper for Sportsline, John Bowman. What's going on, John? I mean, I would have to imagine you had a pretty profitable month considering you you predicted this. Yeah, no, I'm very, very pleased with my picks uh, before the postseason. It, it just seems like there isn't, with, with uh, neutral stadiums and not too many fans, it just seems like there's not that much noise in the model. So why, didn't, why not pick the two one seeds? Yeah, uh, and I probably should have done that again. Myself, I, you know, I'm not going to talk about my picks, you know, Cleveland Indians. All right, well, they didn't even escape the first round, but that's, you know, that's fine. And, of course, my Yankees got defeated along the way, too, which, of course, broke my heart. But seriously, John, like, I can't remember a postseason being this entertaining. And I, I don't think it really has anything to do with the new format. The new format's kind of interesting with, you know, the, the two out of three in the first round or whatever. But, like, two series that went game seven, ALCS, NLCS, you had a team come back from 3-0, another team come back from 3-1, highlight plays left and right every single night, like, I think this is like the most entertaining postseason that I can remember in recent time. Yeah, it's it seemed like we were going to have a long break until the World Series, and then all of a sudden we've got multiple baseball games throughout the weekend, uh, but the the conference series were very exciting. Um, Astros pulled off something that only one other team has done and almost became the second team besides the 2004 Red Sox to win. We don't talk about uh, that, John. We don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> to win down 3-0 um, against, obviously, your Yankees. But the Rays, Rays came back. Uh, they really stopped the momentum and came back, won that series, and they've got a tough test in the Dodgers next yeah, and even before that too, like I can't even complain about the Yankees losing to the Rays because that was a really entertaining series of baseball as well. And of course, that was only five games at the time, but the Yankees climbing back into it. And of course, uh, Chapman doing what he's done now two years in a row, uh, giving up a season-ending home run. It's uh, all right, I'm going to stop talking about the Yankees now. The Dodgers and the Rays. Here's what we're looking at. They're in Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. It's a best-of-seven series, of course. The early 
odds from William Hill. The Dodgers, minus 200 favorites. The Tampa Bay Rays, plus 175. I mentioned these were the two best teams in baseball. They were both the number one seeds in the American League and the National League. Tampa Bay in the regular season, 40 and 20. The Dodgers, 43 and 17. The Dodgers have made eight straight postseasons and, of course, have made the World Series in three of the last four years. They lost to the Red Sox and the Astros in 2018 and 2017, respectively. Uh, So what we're going to do here is basically we're going to preview offense, pitching, defense for both sides, anything else we could think of. I don't really think there's a managerial managerial advantage because both managers are fantastic as well. But let's jump right in and and start off with the lineups here. Um, The Dodgers led... All of baseball with 349 runs in the regular season. The Tampa Bay Rays, 289 runs scored. That was 12th in baseball. The Dodgers, an 821 OPS as a team. That was second in all of baseball. Tampa Bay, 753 OPS. The Dodgers, arguably the deepest lineup in baseball. Uh, Maybe the only other team is the one that they just went up against is the Atlanta Braves. But, I mean, they can... They can hit you from anywhere. It's Mookie Betts. They have two former MVPs, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger. The lineup goes extremely deep. Max Muncy, Justin Turner. You have professional hitters all over the place here, guys that can take pitches and work counts and make changes and make adjustments throughout the course of not just a series, but throughout the course of games as well. So uh, the Dodgers, a very deep lineup, and then the Tampa Bay Rays have arguably, you know, I just spoke about two MVPs. They might have the best hitter in the postseason right now. And that's Randy Arozarena, who is 21 for 55. He has seven home runs, the most hits and the most home runs in this postseason. And multiple of his teammates have already gone on record saying that this guy is the best player in the world. It's like Kevin Kiermeyer said it. Someone else said, I'm like, okay, it might be a little ridiculous, but the guy just continues to hit. So, uh, John, your early lean here for just looking at offense, the Dodgers versus the Rays here, who has the advantage? Yeah, and Randy Arozarena might be the best player in the world right now. But uh, I think looking at it early, I'd, I'd give the Dodgers the advantage in lineup. Um, I think this is where they have their big advantage over the Rays. Um, in the playoff, in the regular season, the Dodgers in 837 OPS against righties, good for second in the league. 778 against lefties, good for seventh in the league. Um, interestingly enough, in the playoffs, obviously smaller sample size, but they're hitting 965 against lefties. And the Rays have two lefties in their in their starting uh, starting rotation, Blake Snell and, and Ryan Yarborough, who most likely get the game four start. Well, he'll get the primary innings in game four, uh, most likely. Um, and then the the Rays, their their lineup actually hasn't been hitting that well besides Randy Rosarena. Um, Mike Zanino might be their best hitter other other than Randy. Uh, which is gross. <laughs> which is not good, especially when he's your your eight hitter. Um, and you can't expect him to keep that up either. So the Rays have been very good, but y- you're not going to give up a 3-0 lead if you're hitting that well. So, Yeah, it's um, no, I think it's very well said. Randy Rosarena, we brought up what he's done, but outside of a Rosarena, the Rays are batting 185 in the postseason. That's 72 for 390. They still have hit the most home runs in the postseason as a team. They have 25 home runs. So they're not hitting much, but when they do hit, they're, you know, they're, they are hits that count, obviously. And I would say 
probably Manny Margot, and you mentioned Mike Zanino has hit well for them, uh, but they really need someone else to step up. That someone has not been Brandon Lau, who was basically their best hitter throughout the regular season. He is just 6 for 52. He's batting 115 with a 366 OPS in the postseason uh, for the Rays and struggles against left-handed pitching at times. And bad news, I mean, he's going to have to see Clayton Kershaw potentially multiple times. He's going to have to see Julio Arias as well. So I don't know that things are going to get better for Brandon Lau. And then, of course, on the other side, for the Dodgers, uh, they're hitting 256 as a team with an 812 OPS in the postseason. And what's scary to me is Mookie Betts hasn't even hit a home run in, in the playoffs yet, which is kind of like he's due. I feel like he's due, uh, but they can just attack you from so many different ways. Corey Seager just won the NLCS MVP. He has hit six home runs thus far in the postseason, but I mentioned Bellinger and and Turner and Max Muncy and Will Smith took this huge step forward and just a bunch of improvements. So uh, I tend to agree with you. The Rays have all these different platoon advantages, and they're going to get creative with their lineups. The Dodgers have a pretty good one as well, and Jock Peterson uh, and Kike Hernandez, who they can throw out there in the outfield. And Kike, of course, had a very huge home run in the NLCS as well. So I agree. Ultimately, this is all to say that the Rays are good, they get creative, but it's very obvious to me that the Dodgers, this is their most clear advantage is in terms of their lineup. So advantage Dodgers there. Let's look at pitching here. And... In the regular season, Tampa Bay, a 3.56 ERA, third best in baseball. The Dodgers, which is crazy, right? Like, most people are going to say, all right, well, Rays very clearly have the advantage in pitching. The Dodgers had a 3.02 ERA in the regular season as a team. That was the best in all of baseball. What I will add is that the underlying numbers, Tampa Bay had a 3.94 XFIP, and the Dodgers had a 3.99 XFIP. So maybe they were a little bit luckier throughout the course of the regular season. Both pit- pitching staffs are very good, um, but the underlying numbers say that they're they're, they're pretty even, actually. Um, and you're looking at a three-headed monster for the Rays. Snell, Glass, now Charlie Morton, the Dodgers. They have Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw at the top, and then a bunch of those young names and Arias and Dustin May and, and Tony Gonsolin. So... Uh, John, uh, we'll start off with starting pitching and then we'll look a little bit closer into the bullpens. Who do you think has the advantage when it comes to starting pitchers, the Rays or the Dodgers? Yeah, both these teams have very good starting pitching rotations. Obviously, like you said, the three-headed monster for the Rays and then the Dodgers just have so much depth. Kershaw, May, Rios, Gonsolin, Bueller. Um, So I think I would give the slight advantage to the Dodgers and that's solely because of their depth. Uh, they've got like Tony Gonsolin, who might not even get a start, who could be another starter, could pitch starting innings. Um, for the Rays, Tyler Glasnow actually hasn't been that great this postseason. He has just a 4.66 ERA. Um, Blake Snell, he's been good, but he can get in trouble with his command uh, at times, uh, get in trouble with the walks. And we know the Dodgers take a lot of pitches. They're very good, very good hitting team. Um, Charlie Morton obviously has is, is been unreal this postseason, but I, I think I would give just the slight advantage to the Dodgers uh, in, in starting pitching matchup. I, I Selfishly, I want this to go Game 7, so we get a Bueller-Morton Game 7, which would be unreal, but I, I, th- I think that would be that would be the best-case scenario. Yeah, especially like Charlie Morton. Where was this guy in the regular season? Like, John, I love Charlie Morton for fantasy this year, and maybe it was just the way things that got ramped up and he didn't really have, you know, 
an actual spring training. It was all right, whatever summer summer training, and you know he was playing these inter squad games. Maybe he just didn't get ramped up correctly, but got off to a slow start this year. Dealt with some injuries. Charlie Morton, the velocity was down. This guy is now back to throwing ninety five miles per hour consistently with his fastball throughout the postseason, which is the highest it's been since twenty eighteen, which is kind of like really when he broke out onto the scene with the Houston Astros. So Charlie Morton has just been ridiculous, um, and he's been the best starting pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. You know, which is a little surprising just considering the names that they have there. Snell, Glass, now, and Morton. On the other side, for the Dodgers, uh, Walker Bueller, four starts this postseason, 1.89 ERA. He's wiggled out of some trouble. He's got a 1.37 whip, 11 walks in 19 innings pitch, but 29 strikeouts. So he's giving up some free passes, but he's finding ways to get out of it by uh, via the strikeout and getting a lot of whiffs as well. He's been dealing with some blisters. John, the elephant in the room, Clayton Kershaw. Dealing with this back issue where he got scratched in the NLCS and wound up pitching the next game anyway, but wasn't really as effective as we've seen him. Uh, Still has a very good ERA in the postseason, this postseason at least, 3.32 with a 0.95 whip in 19 uh, postseason innings here in 2020. But in his career, a 4.31 career postseason ERA across 177 and a third innings pitched. So, what are you expecting from Clayton Kershaw? Do you think he gets back on track? Like, if you're actually betting on this series, are you looking to fade the Dodgers because you are worried about either the health or the effectiveness of Clayton, of Clayton Kershaw? Yeah, so I actually think Clayton Kershaw pitching in game one benefits them because he's not in the he's not going to start the high leverage games. So he'll get game one and most likely game five. So Obviously, it's a World Series. Every start matters, but he won't get the highest leverage starts. You save that for your Walker Buehlers, your Dustin Mays, Julio Rios. Uh, so I think that benefits him a lot. He actually faced the Rays last year and pitched six and a third innings, allowing just two earned runs uh, against a pretty similar Rays team. Um, so I, I I think Kershaw will be fine. I think there's a little recency bias there in his most recent start. Um and he, he was injured the day before. He, he couldn't pitch the day before, and then he came back and was able to pitch, what was it, five innings-ish? So it clearly, I mean, he was hurt at some point. Clearly the pain subsided enough for him to make a, an outing out of it, um, but he's got to be dealing with something still. I, I feel like I'm getting deja vu, right? Like, didn't this happen with Max Scherzer basically last year in the World Series where he just rolled out of bed and he's like, wow, I can't move my neck. <laughs> he, he couldn't start uh, and then wound up, you know, pitching later on in the World Series and was still really good. Like, kind of reminds me of that. Like, both of those guys, Scherzer and, and Kershaw, have you know, dealt with some injuries the past couple of years. But I think when you need him most, he will be able to show up. Um, although some of the postseason numbers have uh, disproved that for Clayton Kershaw in his career. All right, so John says advantage thus far. The lineup advantage is for the Dodgers. Starting pitching advantage slightly for the Dodgers as well. Uh, John, when you're looking at the uh, the bullpens for both of these teams, obviously we've heard the term the stable so far a ton throughout the postseason. Uh, postseason. The the broadcasters love that thing. Like they show like this <laughs> they animation really love that. of the horses, and it's like, oh, he's got all these horses in the stable. All right, yeah, we got it. Yeah, okay, but they are very good. So I get it. It's Pete Fairbanks and Diego Castillo, uh, Nick Anderson is supposed to be good. He's actually struggled a little bit. And then they have this like sidearm submarine-ish type pitcher and Ryan Thompson, who has performed very well for them. On the other side, Kenley Jansen getting up there in age, Blake Trinan, Bruce Dargratterall, um, 
haven't really performed all that great. So if you're looking at the bullpens here, John, who, who do you think has the advantage between the Rays and the Dodgers? Yeah, so this is where the Rays, Rays have the big advantage is, is in the bullpen. The Dodgers also have their stable of 98s, as, as uh, Kevin Cash would say, and Joe Kelly, Pedro Baez, Bruce Dark Gratterall throws a 101-mile-an-hour two-seamer. I can only imagine if, if he throws that four-seamer up in the zone. Blake Trinan, Kenley Jansen's actually looked very good the last couple games. Um, after starting out looking very, very poor. Uh, the Rays got Aaron Loop from the left side, Pete Fairbanks, Diego Castillo, Jose Alvarado, who's going to get a lot of high leverage, uh, high leverage outs this, uh, this series um, against the lefties of the Dodgers. But interestingly enough, the two bullpens for these teams, the Rays have a 3.41 ERA in the postseason, and the Dodgers have a 3.40 ERA in the postseason for their bullpens. It's, I think this is a very clear, while the postseason numbers are similar between the Rays and the Dodgers bullpen uh, to this point, I do think that it is a clear advantage for the Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, getting Jose Alvarado back, this is guys that, this is a guy that we've seen gifts of on Twitter, you know, just basically making the ball disappear, throwing like 100 mile per hour two seam fastballs, which is just Absolutely ridiculous. So uh, the combination of Fairbanks, Diego Castillo, Nick Anderson, if he can get himself right, Ryan Thompson, Aaron Loop from the left-hand side, you brought him up, and Jose Alvarado, again, as another lefty, who can get actually both sides of the plate out, lefties and righties. I have to give the advantage here to the Tampa Bay Rays. So, so far, uh, starting pitching and hitting, going towards the Dodgers, and the bullpen going towards the Rays. We're going to get into their defense in just a second, but we do have a new sponsor on the show very excited about and brought this up last week and it is express clothing what we are offering you today is $25 off your next $50 purchase all you have to do is text the word baseball to 397-737 again text baseball to 397-737 this is the new express all about comfort fit and all the different versatile styles that they offer uh, you know, a lot of times I come on here, I'm wearing the V-neck. All my V-necks are actually from Express, and I, I didn't even plan this. I didn't know that we were going to have Express as a sponsor, but it just kind of worked out this way. So I'm enjoying it. And everything that I've ever purchased from Express fits like a glove, even on bigger or taller men. Express fits all different shapes and sizes. And when it comes to the different styles of clothing that they offer, they have V-necks I mentioned. They have different types of T-shirts and dress shirts, button downs, flannels, sweaters, blazers, jeans, suits. They just offer so much on their website. Looking at some of the things that they offer right now, this new Comfort Luxe Knit Collection. That's Comfort L-U-X-E Knit Collection, which are made of these soft fabrics, so it makes you feel like you're wearing your favorite sweats. Seriously, it's like these jeans that feel like you're wearing sweatpants, and it's all super affordable. They have button downs uh, and these different types of jeans at below $40, which I think is a great price given the quality that you will receive. And remember, the code for that text uh, baseball to 397-737 to get $25 off your next purchase. Text baseball to 397-737. Very excited about our new sponsor, Express, here on Fantasy Baseball Today. What we're going to do is take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the defense some of the managerial advantages, if there are any. We'll talk about game one a little bit as well and give you our final prediction for who will win the World Series here on Fantasy Baseball today. 
passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Worn by players like Michael Harris to meet the demand of elite ball players, the New Balance Fuel Cell 4040 V7 is a versatile option. The 4040 V7 is built for the athlete who needs responsiveness and ability to cut and run at their full speed. The model features a fuel cell foam underfoot and a synthetic and mesh upper to provide breathability, comfort, and a snug fit as you round the bases. The fuel cell midsole features nitrogen-infused foam specifically designed to propel athletes forward. Learn more about the 4040 at newbalance.com. Welcome back here. Frank Sample joined by John Bowman. Make sure you give John a follow on Twitter at jbowman 11 we have already taken a look at the lineups and the pitching, both starting pitching and relief pitching. And, and thus far, we have concluded that the Dodgers have the advantage in both starting pitching and in their lineup. Uh, but the Rays have quite a severe advantage when it comes to their bullpen. All right, defense. I don't know where we go with this either. It, these are the two best teams in baseball. And I'm happy that, that they have both made it this far. But it also makes handicapping the World Series a little difficult because I do think, outside of the lineup, I, I think that everything is pretty damn even. I, I want to talk about how good the Rays' defense has been and Manny Margot flipping over the side of the wall and, and making these phenomenal catches. And it seems like Houston was hitting rockets basically everywhere all over the field and Tampa Bay was still finding a way to catch it. But even with that, it seemed like the Dodgers... We're robbing home runs every single night. Like Mookie Betts did this basically multiple times throughout the NLCS. Cody Bellinger robbed a home run. And they're making these ridiculous plays look like they're routine outs. And that's like we can't even appreciate how hard it is to do what they're doing because they make it look so easy. Uh, in terms of defensive runs saved in the regular season, the Rays 24 defensive runs saved. That was fifth best in baseball. The Dodgers, 29 defensive runs saved. That was second best in baseball. So, John, if you have to give someone an advantage here, or, or if it's a push, you could just call it a push. But what, what do you think between the Rays and, and the Dodgers defense? Yeah, both these teams have very good defense. And I think that starts with their front offices. Both of them make it clear that they want to have solid defenses, and that's the analytical way to go. Uh, I would have a a slight question on Kevin Kiermeyer's health because he was out a couple games last series. Granted, Manuel Margot, as we've seen, isn't much of a, a decrease in defense when you put him out there. Um, but neither of these teams have that like glaring hole in their defense. Uh, both teams can make plays. Mookie Betts has been unreal, making three three catches against the wall. It's it's rare even seeing three pitches having that uh, ability to be pulled back being in that position for Mookie Betts. But if you guys want to know how hard that is, go find an eight foot wall and stand up next to it and try to jump and touch the top, let alone track a baseball and catch it. 
but both of these teams are very good with their defense. So I don't, I wouldn't necessarily give either team a huge advantage. Yeah. I, I think I can't even make the case that one team is better than the other. I mean, maybe if Kiermaier misses time, Hunter Renfro in, in right field and you move Margo over to center, but even Hunter Renfro, like he's come a long way and he's actually become, I'm not going to say a, a great defender, but I would say above average defender as well. So maybe if Kiermaier misses some time, slight edge to the Dodgers, but I, I think this is a push. Honestly, I think both defenses are fantastic. Uh, John, anything to add regarding the managers here? Because I would probably go the same route as the defense. I think both are really, really sharp guys. Uh, I think like late in that ALCS, it seemed like Kevin Cash might have been overthinking things a little bit, but for the most part, like you don't normally see either one of these managers make mistakes like that. Yeah, that, that's really all I was going to say is it seemed like Kevin Cash was, was overthinking things, pulled his starters a little early, pulled Charlie Morton a lot earlier than I would have expected. And it's, he's proven that he's going to do that throughout the World Series too. So we shouldn't expect him to do anything different after this. All right, John. The moment of truth. Honestly, I, I was <laughs> waiting to hear your analysis to try and figure out where I want to go with this because on paper, like I think the Dodgers are going to win. I think overall they're the better team and they more than doubled the, um, the run differential of, of the Tampa Bay Rays in the regular season. Uh, they were both... Again, the two best teams in baseball, but I still think that the Dodgers are better. But for some reason, like, sometimes they just don't show up in these big spots here. Um, and if you're just talking about value, if these teams are that even, you know, why would you lay minus 200 on the Dodgers when you can get a pretty good series price at, at plus is it 170? It's like right in that range. I've seen it like plus 160 to like plus 175 right now. At William Hill, it's plus 175 for Tampa Bay. If I think that these teams are that even, why wouldn't I just take the value on Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay, John? So tell me which way you're leaning, who you think will actually win. And, and if you're actually handicapping this and, and laying down your money on someone, who would you do it on? Yeah, and it's a reasonable question because the Dodgers are minus 200, which is implied odds of 67%. So they're expected to win this series two out of every three times. And uh, the Rays around the same, around uh, plus 185 odds right now, which is around 33%, the opposite. Our Sims actually have uh, a little bit of value on the Dodgers uh, in our model that predicted the Dodgers to win at the beginning of the season before the regular season even started has the Dodgers winning in 71% of Sims as opposed to the Rays in 29% of Sims. So the model has a little bit of value on the Dodgers. Uh, the eye test, I would think, is a little bit towards the Dodgers. But like you said, these teams are very evenly matched. So plus 185 isn't the worst thing in the world. So but you, I, I would definitely go Dodgers. You would go Dodgers? Yeah, I'm going Dodgers too. I, I, I don't know if I'm just being... If I'm being a sheep here, John, or but I, I just I think they're the better team, so I, I'm I would lay my money with the Dodgers, and you know if I'm actually handicapping this, I think that the Dodgers are going to win the World Series, and, and I think they have a little bit of momentum in their favor too. The fact that they've come back from three one in the NLCS and Tampa Bay blowing a three zero lead the way that they did, they ultimately advanced, but you know the Houston Astros made it made uh, made it very very tough on Tampa Bay, so I lean with the Dodgers as well, and. Yeah, if we think the Dodgers are going to win, got to predict who's going to win the World Series MVP. So, uh, who are we looking at here, John? I know that DraftKings offers 
Uh, a bunch of different names as of now. Mookie Betts is the favorite at eight to one plus eight hundred. Clayton Kershaw plus one thousand. Cody Bellinger plus twelve hundred. Walker Bueller plus twelve hundred. Do you have someone that you're eyeing here in terms of uh, offering some value if you think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series? Who brings home the MVP? Yeah. So before the postseason, I picked Dodgers and Rays to make it to the World Series, and I picked the Dodgers to win it all going to obviously stick with that pick here, which would mean the MVP would most likely come from the Dodgers. I kind of like Mookie Betts at plus 800. There's not too much value there, but obviously you can't go wrong picking him. Walker Bueller plus 1200. If the Dodgers are going to win this series, he's going to have to pitch well against Charlie Morton. And I think if this game goes to seven games, then the winner between the Bueller Morton matchup in those two games could very easily get the MVP. Uh, remember, Strasburg won it last year. Um, and then a couple a couple of good value picks. So the, the Rays, Randy Rosarena is the obvious one at plus 1,000. Uh, Charlie Morton at plus 1,500. I think Will Smith in the in an RBI role in that Dodgers lineup, and he's looked very good. He had a three-run home run. He's at plus 2,000. I think he could provide some good value at the MVP. Justin Turner's plus 2,500. That's probably because he lacks a lot of power, but he's going to be in a lot of RBI positions. If the Rays do win the World Series, I think you could go Austin Meadows plus 2,800 as a, as a long shot or G-Man Choi plus 3,500. But I think Charlie Morton and I would go Will Smith would be my Dodgers pick. Yeah, I like that. I like that long shot call on Will Smith at, at plus 2,000. If I'm looking at not necessarily a favorite, but someone who has you know higher odds than that, uh, and I'm not just following this for the sake of, okay, he won the uh, NLCS MVP, but Corey Seager at plus 1,200, the guy, like he is the best version of Corey Seager that we've ever seen. And we were waiting for this for a while now. And past couple of years, he's dealt with some injuries, but he's finally gotten past that. He's in the prime age of his career. And anyone who listens to fantasy baseball today knows that we were touting Corey Seager even before the season started because of the value that we saw. He was going like outside the top 100 picks in fantasy baseball, and he did nothing in the regular season to disprove that. I mean, he was uh, he was second in all of baseball in barrels per plate appearance behind only Fernando Tatis. He was fifth in all of baseball in hard hit percentage. That's uh, the percentage of balls that you hit 95-plus miles per hour. So, uh, it Seems like I'm just, okay, because he won the NLCS, but he's just been so good all season long, and he's hit righties, he's hit lefties, so I don't really think that that matters either. Uh, Corey Seager at 12-1 to 1 is one that I like, and I really like your call at Will Smith at plus 2,000. John, are there any other series props that you're looking at here? Because they have some pretty interesting ones uh, over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can predict the exact outcome of the series. There's a series spread as well. Are you looking at any of those things? Yeah, there's usually not a lot of value in these just because uh, they're very juiced up. But a couple ones that I thought were interesting were total games played. Uh, six total games played is plus 200. Seven total games played is plus 215. So if you're set on this being a long series, you could throw some money down at both of those and end up being either even if it goes six or up seven. And then the only other one that interests me was exact series outcome. Uh, in game seven, if the Dodgers win 4-3 exactly, it's plus 425. The Rays win 4-3 in seven games. It's plus 650. So I really like this being a longer series than expected. So I kind of like those props. Six games total played, plus 200. Seven games at plus 215. And then the Dodgers exact series outcome, plus 425. Or Rays at plus 650. So if you're predicting games 
played in, like you you have Dodgers in seven. I I I'm I'm leaning back and forth between Dodgers and six and seven. I think I would go Dodgers and six. Okay, yeah, and that that is the favorite right now on DraftKings. DraftKings, according to their exact outcome of series, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers to win four two to win the series four to two is plus three fifty, and then the Dodgers to win four to three is the second favorite at plus four twenty five. Um, yeah, I like the Dodgers to win it in six as well. I mean, that's that's where I'm leaning right now. Again, I like the Will Smith call. I like Corey Seager as well. They have this series spread, which is kind of interesting too. Like, if you think the Dodgers are going to win by more than two games, like this is where the value lies. You don't want to do this if you're going to bet Tampa Bay because if you're going to bet Tampa Bay to either uh, lose by one game or to win the series, you might as well just bet them to win the entire series at plus 175. So I don't think there's much value here. But the Dodgers, instead of laying uh, minus 200, if you think that they're going to win either 4-1 to one in the series or 4-2, to two, it, the Dodgers minus 1.5 games series spread is minus 112. So there is some value there if you think that they're just going to ransack the Tampa Bay Rays. But ultimately, like, I probably wouldn't because I could see this easily going six or, or even seven games. So uh, I'll just I'll stick with my pick of the Dodgers at minus 200. Uh, and there we go, John. Uh, this was fun. Maybe we'll uh, look at some future stuff in the offseason as uh, the next baseball season comes around. It's kind of sad, man, because like, baseball's almost over. And then... We don't really know what's going to happen in 2021 yet uh, in terms of, you know, how teams are going to be spending money in the offseason and, you know, if we're going to have a normal spring training, if we're going to have fans in the stands. So there's a lot of things to, a lot of questions to be answered here in the offseason, but it has been fun doing a few of these betting previews with you. So I appreciate you coming on here. Thanks again, John. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, Looking forward to it. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at jbolman, B-O-L-L-M-A-N, jbolman11 on Twitter. He is a statistical analyst for CBS and handicapper for Sportsline. For John, I am Frank. Thank you all for listening and watching Fantasy Baseball today. Dodgers in six. Let's go. We'll be back again on Tuesday. Scott White and me. Bye-bye. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. As somebody who's been through this, I can tell you these features are so, so incredibly valuable. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools, and their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. The area you live in is just as important as the house itself. You can get to know a neighborhood without ever setting foot in it. Say you're a really active person. You could find out about the nearest parks. Do they have a baseball field? Maybe you want to join a softball league like Chris and I play in. Also, Homes.com collaboration tools makes it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.